position that I'm in, I, I'm often asked why we don't get involved in political issues. It's not politics that change people's lives. And there's a book out by Dr. MacArthur that says, Why Government Can't Save You. A lot of people think that, yes, government can save people. In reality, they can't. And so there is this, there's this tension. And I experienced early on in ministry when I came here, it, I met a gentleman, I'm not going to mention his name, who went to, to, went to seminary with our, the president of the seminary that I went to, and he, he asked me a question. He was a little furious at me. Why don't you get involved more on the political side? And my thought is, politics never saves no one. No one. And it's the same thing that John Newton said 100 years later after Penn in, in the 1700s. And he, was, he had a, a, a minister friend of his who was bifurcating. He was, he was a minister called by God, but he wanted to be involved in the political agenda. And John Newton writes a letter. It's called True Patriotism in the mid-1700s. He says, dear friend, he doesn't give him a name. He says, allow me to say that it excites both my wonder and my concern that a Christian minister such as yourself just think it worthwhile to attempt political reforms. When I look upon the present state of our nation, such an attempt appears to me to be no less vain and foolish than it would be to paint the cabin while the ship is on fire or while the ship is sinking or decorate the parlor while the house is on fire. It says, when our Lord Jesus was upon earth, he refused to get involved in disputes or politics. Friend, who appointed me, Luke says, to be judge or arbitrator over you? Christ said, my kingdom is not of this world. If my kingdom were of this world, my servants would fight. God, God's children belong to a kingdom that is not of this world, and that is us. We are strangers and pilgrims on earth. Part of the scriptural, scriptural character is that they are quiet in the land. And I'm not promoting pessimism, but we are to, to live a quiet and tranquil life. He goes on to say that Satan has many contrabances to amuse people. He has many schemes and to divert their thoughts from the real danger. He goes on to make this comment. My dear sir, talking to his pastor friend, my prayer to God is for you that he would induce in you to employ the talents he has given you in pointing out sin as the great cause and source of every existing evil and to engage those who love and fear him instead of wasting time in political speculations for which very few of them are competent. Attempting political reform does not produce eternal value or eternal reconciliation. Ephesians 2, Paul says this, speaking of mankind, us before we were regenerated. In Ephesians 2, he said, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air, of the spirit now, that is now working in the sons of disobedience. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of our flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath. Paul tells us in Ephesians that we were children 
destined for wrath. But that great transformation takes place in verse 4. But God, being rich in mercy because of his great love which he loved us, even when we were dead in our transgressions, he made us alive together with Christ, for by grace you have been saved, and raised us up with him and seated us with him in the heavenly places, in order that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace and kindness toward us in Christ. Down in verse 11, Ephesians 2. Remember that you too were formerly the Gentiles in the flesh who were called uncircumcision by the circumcision which is performed in the flesh by human hands. Remember that you were at that time separated from Christ, excluded from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers to the covenant of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. But now in Christ, you who were formerly far off were brought near. That's our ministry. Our God, our Savior, delights in deliverance. He delights in transformation. He delights to have his gospel communicated through his people to transform the heart of his people. So the gospel is the only thing that changes. And, and, and John Newton wanted to express that in what I quoted to his pastor friend, to remind him that yes, there, there are political issues out there, but that never changes anyone's eternal destiny. The gospel does that. And that's the ministry we've been given. Not only myself, the one that I'm involved in, but also the ministry of the church.